Welcome to the Go Forth and Golf Podcast, where you can listen to everything related to the game of golf. Golf tips to help you improve your golf game, entertaining interviews, discussions about the latest in golf equipment, and so much more. Now, here is your host, PGA professional, Steve Goforth. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Go Forth in Golf. I am your host, Steve Goforth, PGA professional at Willow Creek Golf Club and owner of Go Forth Golf Instruction. In this episode, I'm taking your questions. I had some really good ones submitted again. I highly encourage you to listen to these. Even if you did not submit a question, tune in because you may hear questions that you never even thought about asking, or it could be something that you're struggling with as well, and it could help you. So highly encourage you to listen because it will definitely help your golf game. And that's why I take the listener questions because it gives me a chance to help you directly, and it kind of helps this community that we've created of golfers, we learn from each other. We learn from the good things that are going on in our games, and we learn from the not-so-good things that are happening in our games. So thank you to all those that submitted the questions, and again, highly encourage you to stay tuned because you could really learn a lot. Before I get started, I want to talk about the FedEx Cup playoffs. It's underway starting this weekend as this episode drops. They'll be teeing it up at the Northern Trust at Liberty National Golf Club starting August 19th in New Jersey for an exciting FedEx Cup playoff. Colin Morikawa is the leader right now coming into the playoffs, and they're going to do the same format that they've done in the past where the number one ranked FedEx Cup player is going to start out at 10 under, and then the second place guys at 8 under, third place guys at 7 under, and so forth. You can go look that up really like that format. I think it's really cool, very interesting, and it kind of rewards the guy who end up finishing first. Again, in this case, Colin. The top 10 I wanted to list out for you. Second place is Jordan Spieth. Patrick Cantlay is coming in at third. Harris English in fourth. John Rahm in fifth. Abraham Answer in sixth. Bryson DeChambeau at seven. Louis Oosthuizen at eight. Justin Thomas at nine, and Sam Burns at 10. You still got some really good guys there. Just kind of Nipping that top 10, Victor Hovland, Jason Kokrak, Xander Shoffley, Hideki Matsuyama, Brooks Kapka, and so on. Dustin Johnson's up there pretty close as well to break that top 10, but really going to be exciting. I'll be honest with you, I would love to see Jordan Spieth take this thing. If you've heard some of my predictions throughout the season, you know that I'm really rooting for Jordan because he's made a tremendous comeback. He struggled there for a while. Would absolutely love to see him take that FedEx Cup and just add that feather in his cap for his career. It'd be really cool for him to do that. I want to hear your predictions. I want to know who do you think is going to win the FedEx Cup Championship. And this is what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to give you until the tee-off of the second tournament of the three-tournament schedule for the FedEx Playoffs, which is the BMW Championship. So your prediction has to be in before Thursday's tee-off time of the BMW Championship, which will take place, in this case, at the time I'm recording this, next week. So anything, any predictions that come in after the tee-off of the BMW Championship do not count. So make sure you get your predictions in. I'm giving you one tournament, the Northern Trust, to kind of evaluate things a little bit. You're certainly welcome to make your pick sooner than that. But I'm going to give you that one tournament to kind of get a feel for what the players are doing. Make your prediction pick. You can submit that to me on my Facebook page, which is Go Forth Golf Instruction. You can also email that to me at sgoforth at pga.com. If you pick the winner of the Tour Championship, you're going to get a free round of golf for 18 holes at Willow Creek. And you're also going to get a free 30-minute lesson from me. So a really cool golf package that you'll receive 
free round of golf at Willow Creek, 30-minute golf lesson with myself if you predict the winner of the FedEx Tour Championship. But again, those picks have to be in before the tee-off of that BMW Championship. Anything after that doesn't count. Now, if I have a tie, what I'm going to end up doing is taking all the names that pick the winner, put them in a hat, draw out. They'll be the ones who, and that'll be the person who wins. So who do you think is going to walk away with that FedEx Cup? Who will be the champion of the 2020 to 2021 season? Let's hear your predictions. Good luck with that. I think it'll be really exciting. Kind of gives you another reason to keep watching. You got something to win, somebody to root for, whoever that may be. I'm rooting for Jordan Spieth. Would not have a single issue with anybody else winning it, so don't misunderstand me on that. I would just love to see Jordan take this thing and his cap off that really cool comeback that he's had from that slump that he experienced for the last few years. So as I mentioned, this episode is your questions, and that's kind of the only thing I'm focusing on, giving you a condensed episode this time. So just focusing on those listener questions, and I'll be back with my next episode the first Wednesday in September. So without further ado, let's jump right into episode number 26. Let's tee it up. Oh, he got all of that one. If you want to take control of your health and feel so much better, I encourage you to check out Pure on Main. They have two locations on Main Street in downtown Greenville across from the Hyatt and another location on Cannon Street in beautiful downtown Greer. Pure on Main provides you with essential services and products allowing you to live a healthier, more fulfilling life. Pure on Main is one of the most exclusive and unique health and wellness centers in the upstate. They've been nominated as one of Greenville's best wellness centers for five consecutive years. Do you want to improve your endurance, increase your mobility in your golf swing, or get rid of joint pains? I can assure you Betsy and her staff are passionate about helping you improve your life. They have stores filled with beneficial items for your body and your soul. They also provide services such as colon hydrotherapy, massage therapy, ionic foot detox, and wellness consulting. Pure on Main is dedicated to helping and serving their community. Please give them a call and let them recommend top-of-the-line products that are results-driven. I get all of my wellness supplements from them, and I feel amazing. Visit their website at pureonmain.com. Again, that's pureonmain.com, where you can purchase their phenomenal products, or you can visit their downtown locations in Greenville and Greer. So what are you waiting for? Start living healthier and pure with the help of Pure On Main. You won't regret it. All right, so the listener question episodes are probably one of my favorites just because I know it's coming directly from you and I know that I'm helping you with your golf game directly as a person from your question. So thank you very much to everyone who submitted the questions and I'm looking forward to answering these. And again, like I mentioned in my opening segment, even if you may feel good about your swing or your game right now, listen to these questions because it could be a reminder for you or it could be something that you didn't know and someone else's questions may help you down the road or in the future. So make sure you stay tuned to learn from your fellow golfers about how you can become a better golfer or continue to improve upon something maybe you're already working on. So let's jump right into that first question. Well... So this question comes from Jason, and Jason asks, I've videoed my swing, and I've noticed that my club is laid off at the top, or it's behind my shoulders when I set the club at the top of my backswing. Is this a big issue, and what kind of mishit could it produce? 
Well, Jason, if you get that golf club too far behind your body when you set it at the top, laid off, like you mentioned, that can cause a couple of different things. Number one, what I've seen most common is a golfer, when they're laid off at the top, they'll compensate by throwing the club and the hands out or away from their body towards the golf ball, therefore casting it outside the end. And a lot of bad things happen when we start throwing that club outside or casting it. The other thing I have seen when someone's too laid off is they will drop it to the inside the same path that they they took it back on, which is kind of good in a sense that, hey, at least they're not throwing it outside. But because of how they took the club on their backswing and how they set it at the top, that's going to cause them to come in really shallow, and it could result in a thin shot or a shot that goes out to the right because you're really approaching from the inside out towards the right of your target. So I've seen both things there. Being laid off could produce over the top, could produce you coming too far from the inside. And let me add something to that coming from the inside. When you're when you're doing that, when you're laid off, you're approaching way too far from the inside instead of down your target line, you've got to be really aggressive with your hands and, and your body turns got to be really aggressive too. And most of the time, golfers just aren't able to get their body rotating well enough and it causes the hands to get involved. You start flipping at it. That left arm starts breaking down. That dreaded chicken wing you've probably heard of. And then all kinds of things start happening from there. So you want to do your best to get that golf club down your target line, setting that club relatively you know, over the shoulders there with the irons. You want to be a little bit laid off with the woods just because you want to come in shallower with that, but not so much to where you're too far behind your body Feel free to shoot me a video of your golf swing and contact me. I'll give you my number, send it to me. I'll take a look at it or come in for a golf lesson. I'd be happy to do that with you as well. And we'll look at that. I'll put you on video during the lesson, and then we'll see how we can get you attacking that ball a lot better. Thanks, Jason. This question is from Graham, and he asks, I'm a right-handed golfer, and I have the habit of lifting my left heel on my backswing. What kind of issues could this cause in my swing? That is a fantastic question, Graham, because what I've seen happen a lot when a golfer lifts that left heel up, it would be your right heel if you're a left-handed golfer, on the backswing when you take that club to the top, that body kind of sways off the golf ball. It moves off the golf ball. And when that happens, you're going to sacrifice contact and, of course, direction. Biggest thing, there's contact because you can't get back to the golf ball in a timely manner all the time or most of the time therefore resulting in, in bad contact. So you want to think of that left heel like an anchor in a boat. You throw an anchor out of a boat into the water so that the boat doesn't float away. And if your left heel is acting as the anchor, if it comes up, then guess what? Your body floats away. If it floats away, then you're going to really have a difficult time hitting that golf ball consistently. So Love to see you keep that left heel on the ground, rotate the upper body, rotate the chest, rotate the hips, and produce a backswing that way as opposed to allowing that heel to lift up, your body come up and out of the golf shot. Thanks for the question, Graham. The next question comes from Russell, and he says, I've read where Jack Nicklaus says he plays every club opposite his left heel because that's where his swing bottoms out. Could this prevent slicing for players struggling with a slice? Yes, it could. And the reason why it could is when you have that ball a little more forward in your stance, that's going to allow that club had a little more time to rotate to square or rotate to closed because it's having to travel to get up to that 
lead foot or that left foot, in this case, is a right-handed golfer. So, yeah, I have seen that help golfers, but it will also kind of produce a higher ball flight because you get to a point where you're sweeping up at the golf ball sometimes whenever you've got that ball too far forward with your irons. You definitely want to make sure you're positioning it there with your woods because we have to sweep up at the golf ball, as you know, with that driver. So, yeah, I have seen that. It can definitely uh, prevent or maybe reduce a slice with golfers by playing that ball a little more forward just because it allows that club face to rotate a little bit more to square and maybe even produce a draw for you. Thanks for the question, Russell. This question comes from Harold, and Harold says, I suffer from arthritis in my hands, and it makes it tough for me to hold the club, especially for the entire round of golf. What can I do with my grip or how I'm holding the club that can help with this problem? First off, I'm sorry about your arthritis, Harold. I know that can be uh, a huge inconvenience, but I will say there is relief there for you. You can go with a bigger grip for sure, like say an oversized grip. They do make some specialized arthritic grips. You can look into that. What I have found to be really popular for golfers with arthritis is that win oversized grip. It really helps a lot. It's softer. Uh, the, the way that the grip, the way the wind grips absorb the shock and vibration help a lot. So it really reduces a lot of the, the pain you'll have in your hands when you make contact with that golf ball. Another thing you can do is maybe go to a, a 10 finger grip or a baseball grip. I found that that really helps a lot with reducing arthritis. It kind of puts all that shock and vibration in both hands as opposed to having the interlock or the overlap grip, 10 finger just kind of helps you hang on to that golf club a little bit better, helps you to rotate the club face a little bit easier as well. It's an added bonus, but having all 10 fingers on there, it tends to uh, absorb that shock and vibration a little bit better. So I would definitely recommend looking into an arthritic grip or go with that win oversized grip because the way it absorbs the shock and vibration and just experiment with that 10 finger grip a little bit and see how that does for you. Thanks, Harold. Samuel has a great question. He says, I'm pulling my shots left with my irons and my woods. I made good contact with it, but it's 20 to 30 yards left of my target and sometimes more. How do I fix that? Well, I'm going to break this down to three different things you can do, Samuel. Number one, I know it seems obvious, but check your alignment. I've seen it happen a lot. Golfers will think they're lined up on the target and they're making a great golf swing, but they're not. They're lined up left or right, making a really good golf swing, and it's just going where it's lined up. And then they start making some swing corrections, thinking it's something in their swing, but all along it was just simple alignment. So always double check your alignment. Make sure you're lined up properly to the target. The other thing I want to mention to you is your swing path. You want to make sure that... You're not casting with the arms. You don't want your arms and your upper body initiating your downswing. That really needs to happen more with the feet, the legs driving towards the target. And then you have that rotation. Because if you start with the arms and upper body, that club gets outside or over the top. And all of a sudden it's traveling on a path that's even more to the left. And it'll cause that pull. Just to kind of relax the arms and allow them to move downward on your downswing as opposed to away from your body. And the more you can relax your body, the more you can relax those arms, the easier it is for it to drop right back down on your backswing path, and then you just rotate through it. And then the last thing I wanted to mention to you is kind of swing on a path that's out towards the right of the target. And I like to call that path one o'clock. 
So if you're standing and you're over the golf ball, try to picture this for a second. You're standing over the golf ball to hit it. You're standing on 9 o'clock. The target is 12 o'clock, will always be 12 o'clock. You want to feel like you're swinging out to the right towards 1 o'clock. And what that does is it engages those legs, engages that lower body, gets you on the inside, the outside path. And then when you make your rotation with your hips, you make your rotation with the upper body and the arms, that club then starts directing itself towards the target, which is 12 o'clock, and that's where we want it to go. So check your alignment. Make sure your arms and upper body are not going first. That's going to get your swing path off. And then try to swing towards 1 o'clock with your golf club to help avoid that pull to the left. Thanks for the question, Samuel. All right, so the next question is from Seth. And Seth says, I feel like I bend my knees too much at setup when I observe other golfers that I'm playing with. How much knee bend should I have at setup? Another great question. I teach golfers to flex your knees over your shoestrings. You don't want to flex them over the toes because when you do that, oftentimes it it allows that weight to go back towards the heels. And when it goes back towards the heels, your body comes up and out. And then we tend to miss hit the golf ball, not only in contact, but direction. So have a slight knee bend over your shoestrings. And that just allows you to get that weight on the balls of the feet. And the weight on the balls of the feet is very important because if you're starting your golf swing out unbalanced, you're going to be unbalanced throughout the entire golf swing, therefore causing a miss hit with the golf ball. So it doesn't require much. You don't want your knees locked by any means because that will produce a lot of bad habits as well. And a lot of times it'll cause you to come up and out of that golf shot. So slight knee bend over the shoestrings, allowing that weight to be on the balls of the feet so you can stay more balanced and then make a good rotation with the body. Thanks for the question, Seth. Todd has a great question. He says, my sons are in their 20s and they're just starting out the game and I wanted to know what kind of good drills you have to help them build confidence in their swings so that they don't get frustrated. They want to improve, but they're just, they're just not ready or able to take lessons right now. Totally understand, Todd, and I'm glad you came to me with this question. I give two really good drills for beginner golfers. Outside of the setup, I go over the basic setup position and I tell golfers practice this over and over and over so that you don't think about how to get into your setup position. You just do it. One of those drills is the club on chest drill. If you go out to my YouTube channel, it's Go Forth Golf Instruction, you'll see a drill there that I demonstrated that just really helps golfers, especially beginner golfers, maintain a good spine angle. It helps them to learn how to properly rotate their body and it helps them shift their weight properly. So when you put that club across the chest, you rotate it downward to the golf ball on the ground, and it'll show you how to have you put two golf balls on the ground. It makes more sense when you watch that video. But you rotate each end of the club down towards the golf ball, and again, just helps you really maintain the spine angle because that's something I see a lot of beginners do. They come up and out, or they don't turn their body. They just swing with their arms, and this makes you or forces you to turn the body in the golf swing and not just swing with the arms. And then again, it also helps with that weight shift uh, from right side back over to the left side at impact if you're a right-handed golfer. So fantastic drill. Go out there and look at that again on my YouTube channel. Another drill that I like to give, and this, is, this seems kind of simple and uh, almost too simple, but it really helps a lot. Take 10 tees and put them in the ground in a line, 
and start at the first tee and swing the golf club, sweep the tee out of the ground, and hold the finish for five seconds. Holding the finish for five seconds really helps ensure a lot of things. And I've mentioned this in a past podcast. It ensures the body rotation, the weight shift, the balance, and the tempo just by getting to that finish position and holding it. Sweeping the tee out of the ground just really helps the golfer to understand that the ground is a part of the golf shot. So when you're sweeping that that tee out of the ground, you're creating some contact with the ground. And then get fun with that. Play a points game. You get one point for sweeping the tee out of the ground. You get a second point for holding the finish position for five seconds. So if you have 10 tees in the ground, that's a total of 20 points that you could possibly earn. And then go out there and do this drill and see how many points that they're able to get. And if they're able to get 20, fantastic. They beat the game. If not, try to do everything they can to get out there and beat their high score. So just kind of keeps them engaged, makes it a little bit more fun. So club on chest drill, and then also playing the game where you put the tees in the ground, sweep the tee out of the ground, hold the finish for five seconds. Just a lot of basics with the golf swing of ground contact and balance at the end of the golf swing. Good luck to your sons, Todd. Keep me posted. And thank you again for the question. The last question comes from Dalton. Dalton's a beginner golfer. Dalton, thank you so much for submitting this. What are the pros and cons of chipping with a high lofted wedge compared to an eight, nine, or pitch? First off, Dalton, I don't like to tell golfers that you have to choose a certain club to chip with because I feel like if I do that, I'm taking away your ability to be creative. So you can chip with anything, really. I don't know if I'd recommend a driver, but... You know, the 8-9 pitch may be good in a particular situation, especially when you have a long chip shot. You've got to keep it on the ground and let it roll out a lot. Maybe the pin's in a back back pin position. Uh, green's maybe a little wet. Maybe there's dew on the ground. You're going uphill, so we need some more top roll uh, or top spin on the golf ball, and an 8-9 pitch can produce that. I really like teaching and, and also doing this myself, chipping with a lofted wedge so i'll start with my 52 degree i'll go to my 56 my 60 and i even have a 64 and you really want to see that ball stop it will do it with a 64 degree and sometimes you need that if you have a pin that's just right off the edge of the green you want to chip it up and get it to stop real quick a 64 degree is really good for that but what i like about those more lofted wedges is that you get a little more check out of the golf ball and it kind of forces you to accelerate through the shot and commit to the shot and know that that loft on that wedge is going to make the ball stop quicker for you. And the reason why I feel like that's important is because I see a lot of golfers get around the green and they get very tentative. They sort of decelerate into the golf ball because they know the ball is not supposed to go a long way. And they just, they're afraid to commit to it because they're worried they're going to blade it and it goes screaming over the green. So a more lofted wedge helps you stay more committed to that golf shot, in my opinion. But it really just boils down, Dalton, to the setup position. You really want to make sure you're setting up the proper way with this chip shot because no matter what club you have in your hand, if you're not set up the right way, it's going to be really difficult to pull this chip off successfully. Go out to my YouTube channel. I have an instructional drill out there on how to chip the golf ball. If you you can't find that, shoot me a text, email me, and I'll send that link to you. But it kind of goes over how to properly set up to a chip shot. And then from there, just be creative with the club that you're using. I've seen touring pros use a hybrid to chip with. And that's why, again, I say don't 
limit yourself to what club you use. Experiment with all of them because they all may really help you a lot. But kind of going back to what you asked, what's the pros and cons of shipping with a high lofted wedge? I don't know that there's I, the pros that I mentioned. I think there's the more spin, more control, more check on the golf ball. Uh, helps you be more aggressive. I'd say the con would be that you know you're going to have to make sure you maintain that consistency with your acceleration through the golf ball. You can't afford to decelerate into that golf ball. Otherwise, you're not going to go anywhere, and you're going to maybe even have another chip shot or a long putt. So you really got to commit to the golf shot, and meaning you have to accelerate through that golf ball through impact. But that setup position I was telling you about, that will help with that. You can accelerate with that confidence and know that that golf ball won't get away from you. So it may go up there and snuggle next to the cup or maybe even fall in. So I hope this answers your question, Dalton. Good luck. Thank you so much for submitting the question. So that does it for your questions. I had seven great questions I answered there, and I really appreciate you guys taking the time out of your busy schedules to submit these. I hope they help you. Again, if you did not submit a question, you're listening to this. I really hope some of the things I talked about help you in your game, or maybe it may help someone you know in their game. And if so, tell them to come listen to the podcast, and let's get them shooting lower scores as well. Again, I love this aspect of the podcast. It just helps me interact with you guys a little bit more. Please don't be shy in submitting those questions. Feel free to reach out to me anytime. And remember, you can always set up a golf lesson with me. Come in. We'll look at whatever's troubling your game. We'll dissect that and then get you on a path to lower scores and having more fun out there as well. Be on the lookout for more question and answer episodes in the future. Good luck to you, and thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this podcast, and I hope it's improving your game. Oh, yeah! Woo-hoo! <laughs> you gotta love that! Woo! You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! This podcast episode is brought to you by Stretch Lab on Augusta Road, Greenville's best assisted stretching studio. Experience how a full-body, one-on-one assisted stretch can help you increase your range of motion and flexibility, alleviate those muscle pains, improve performance and posture, and release that unwanted stress. Best of all, it's going to help you improve your golf swing. Get started by booking your 50-minute intro stretch for only $49. It's a terrific deal. Stretch Lab will transform your life through a dedicated and highly customized stretching routine. Their team of certified flexologists will take you through the Stretch Lab experience that's like no other. Give them a call at 864-808-3125 to set up your appointment and visit their website at stretchlab.com. Begin your journey with Stretch Lab and start becoming more flexible, healthier, and feeling so much better. That is a wrap on episode number 26. Thank you, as always, for taking the time to press that play button no matter where you are and no matter what you're doing. Don't forget to make sure you submit your prediction for the FedEx Cup champion before the tee-off of the BMW Championship. Any entries I get after the tee-off on Thursday of that BMW Championship will not count, so I want to make sure you're in this thing. You can win that free round of golf at Willow Creek. You can win that free 30-minute lesson from me. Kind of keep you motivated to watch the championship. Pick your guy, whoever you think is going to come out on top. It's going to be really exciting to see these picks come in. 
Remember, you can always go back and you can listen to past episodes. I've got 25 other episodes out there. If you haven't had a chance to go out there and listen to them, please do so. Maybe you need to go back and refresh your memory on something I may have said, a tip I may have given, or maybe it's an interview that I did with someone in the business. Go back and listen to those previous 25 episodes if you haven't already and let people know that you think we'll enjoy this podcast and just help us grow this golfing community. The more people you can tell about the Go Forth and Golf podcast, the better. The more people I can reach, the more people I can help, the more we can grow this game together. If you feel like I deserve it, go out there and give me that five-star rating on the Apple platform and write a good review if you want to. Doing this will just really help this podcast become more noticeable on that platform and again will just help others with their game as well. Don't forget that episode number 27 will drop on Wednesday, September the 1st. I have some more great topics I'm going to discuss in that episode. You don't want to miss it. Until the next episode, remember to hit those drives long and straight, hit more greens in regulation, drain more putts, get out there and have a good time. Have fun. Don't ever lose sight of that. Don't forget to do something nice for somebody today. And remember, together, let's go forth to a better golf game. You've been listening to the Go Forth and Golf Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to receive alerts on new episodes. For more information, please follow us on social media at Go Forth Golf Instruction or visit our website at GoForthGolfInstruction.com. Remember, together, let's go forth to a better golf game.